a very special episode of The Dorksman, Ryan assures us he will not eat a bat. This is the way of the dork. Welcome everybody to episode 93 of The Four Dorksmen. I'm Nate, aka Angry Nate. I'm Joey and I'm not angry yet. Uh, this is Collector Clint and I'm cool. This is Ryan and uh, I'm on fire. Does that follow up cool? I don't know. <laughs> you guys are the worst. Anyways, you are joining You love us. Week. Don't act like you don't. I... I don't, not right now. That's it, it's over. I was playing NBA um, Jam earlier. Give me a break. He's on fire! Boom shakalaka! From way downtown. I love that game. It's wonderful. It is. I want I want an arcade, an NBA Jam arcade. That's oh, I those want. arcade one-ups are I so wonder if our guest wants a, wants yeah, a NBA Jam say, arcade. He's heating up. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That answers that question. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we are joined by a very special guest, past guest. I will let her introduce herself. Hi, everybody. It's Meg, uh, also known as Mountain Meg 13 on Instagram. Meg Soccer, because, or Meh, exactly. Meh, meh. is if <laughs> episode 46, it's Meh, was the last time I, I joined you fellows mm-hmm. uh, back in June of last year. Uh, but yeah, Meg, nice to talk to everybody today. It's good to be here. Hey, we're very glad to have you here. Um, we'll get into the topic of discussion as to why Meg's here uh, shortly, um, but we'll just do some quick housekeeping things. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore dorksman. Uh, you can always email us at dorksman at gmail.com. Um, I've been meaning to update the robot email, but again, I forget or I'm lazy. It's a combination of both and being busy with work, but we'll figure it out. Um, also, make sure to check us out on Cross the Streams Media. Uh, we have uh, linked up with a network of other friends of the podcast that have podcasts of their own. Uh, people like Secondary Heroes, Three Beers and a Mic. Um, Clint, I'm forgetting a lot of people. Oh, Dan Aykroyd podcast. Growing. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd podcast. Movie There's Gap. Actually, yep, the movie Gap. There's um, a Charles, not Charlton Heston, but um, whoa, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds and Burt Reynolds. wait, wait, wait. How, how did you confuse these two gentlemen? <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's Charleston. I just can't think of the other guy's last name. Um, it's not Charlton Heston, but it's Charles Charles something. And Charles Barkley. And ne- never mind. Charles in charge. No, it's Charles it's an actor. It's the guy who says, uh, you know. I'm going to Emmett's Fix-It shop to fix Emmett. Um, why can't I think of his name? Anyway. We're Charles Bronson. Good- yes, thank you. Charles Bronson. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why it's driving me nuts. But those, yes, those. And uh, they just added the Burn Appetit podcast on Saturday. So, um, oh, and they added a new one um, about wrestling. I can't remember what it's called now. But um, Front Row Negative or something like that. So it's growing all the time. There's lots of cool stuff, lots of variety. Please check it out, including the site. Do it um clint you got some more news for us yes um, speaking of the site this previous week we asked people to share our dorksman uh site on cross the streams media.com i hope a lot of you did that anyway we had some entries uh we rolled the dice and our friend tippy shark is our winner for our second spot on our uh celebration happening at the middle of june so congratulations i believe your first name is mark yep uh we'll be in touch but uh love we're looking forward to having you on meg i'm sorry you didn't win this time i know you entered but i appreciate you entering no, i'll always but, enter the goal is everyone uh, i just love supporting you guys there's what <laughs> there's going to be at least there's going to be many more opportunities to enter so yep. please keep your ears and op- eyes open so um with that said though 
Um, we have two entrants, but we're also doing a few other things to celebrate episode 100. And we're finally ready to announce that we are going to be doing soft enamel pins to celebrate episode 100. So um, we'll be releasing the information this week on our social media where you can go and sign up and, and get entered for our entered all that. But it's going to be sweet. Um, the pins are actually very inexpensive. They're only five bucks a pop. So if you are interested, again, um, you'll be sending PayPal to me or to the dorksmen themselves. And we'll be filling out a Google sheet and we'll be good to go from there. So keep your eyes and ears open. That's awesome. I have a spot right next to my 4D button right in oh, front nice. of where I'm looking right now. But nice. it'll fit perfectly. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. We've, uh, we've spent a lot of time going back and forth on what the pins um what we wanted the pins look like i think we i think we nailed it i think i think we've got we got something special uh coming to everybody so please Agreed. keep an eye out we'll be able to share them uh, as soon as we uh start getting them in hand and whatnot so yeah please keep following us on twitter and whatnot and we'll uh be definitely we'll be sharing those as soon as we can um yeah so let's jump into our regular scheduled programming with our ask the dorksman we have a uh audio recorded voicemail asked the dorksman so let's hear it yep let me go ahead and play that for us right now hey dorksman it's that time this is an ask the dorksman question coming directly to you from new beardland and my other brothers over at the toy rewind podcast so recently we had clint on we got to ask him what his top five video games are for the nes but we want to know what yours are specifically ryan nate and joey so let us know we want to hear it right here. Um, and uh, this is all a ploy to make Clint stop talking. So, uh, yeah, let's make it happen. Hashtag stop Clint. Yeah, hashtag stop Clint. Or how about hashtag Clint shut your mouth? Whoa. How about hashtag aggression? Wow. aggression? More aggression. More aggression. Well, that's, who, a, that's a tough question. Who's gonna that's go a first? loaded question to get blindsided with. Yeah. Um, yeah, no kidding. I'll, I'll go. Um so I'm just going to spitball because if I think too hard, then they can't be some of my favorites, right? True. That be the, true, true. Um, so I'm going to go with original Mario. I'm going to go with uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Got to go with those two. I'm going to go with Contra. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The one with yes. the killer seaweed. That I yeah. like struggled to get past all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what? That's three? No, four. Four. Um, and, and then I think, and I, I discussed this, I think it was when Clint was on uh, somebody, it was either Clint or somebody else, maybe from the Toy Rewind, shared this as one of theirs. And I was glad to see it was getting some love because I think it's an underrated NES classic. But I'm going to go with the DuckTales video oh, game. I, I used to love. That. Bouncing around and the pogo with stick thing. McDuck's yeah. cane as a pogo stick, yeah. <laughs> so that's that, that's my five. I'm gonna go with those. Good answer, awesome. Nate. Do you want to go or should I go? Uh, I can go. Okay. Um, Super Mario Three um, is just something that I've got a lot of memories attached to that one. So that one's uh, on my top five. Uh, Tech Mobile. Uh, love playing that one with my cousins and stuff and. Um, you can't stop Bo Jackson, so don't even try. Nope. Um, uh, Bo knows Tech Mobile. Hashtag hacks. Uh, <laughs> Bo knows zigzag patterns. He does. <laughs> Too bad his knees didn't hold up. Poor Bo. Um, Blades of Steel. Uh, hockey. Well, like the first hockey game. One of the first hockey games that I played. 
I'm Imagine that, up. the Canadian picks Blades of Steel yes. for one of his favorite <laughs> NES games. <laughs> uh, gotta stay on brand. Um, what else? Double Dragon 2? Uh, oh, nice. Love, love, love that game. I love like just the side-scrolling uh, mm-hmm. up games. Um, and one that I was terrible at, but I absolutely love, and I just picked up the like a they remade a bunch of it, uh, Battletoads. So they, they mm. did a new Battletoads version for like Xbox or whatever, and they released it recently. It's amazing, it's just like how I remembered it, um, but better. So that was good, but better, but better, but better. I'm gonna write but that better. down, but better, <laughs> but better, but yes, better. That was loud. You wrote it down. <laughs> And Bell's bringing it today. What about yeah. you, Ryan? Uh, in no specific order aside from number one, Legend of Zelda. Good. Love, love, love playing that game. I've played it on stream a bunch of times too. There's a there's a whole bunch of guys that do like crazy speed runs. Apparently, like there's all these little like built-in hacks into the game that over the years guys have figured out how to do, like warping from one place to another. But anyway. Besides the point, Legend of Zelda for sure number one because I will continue to play that over and over. It's just ingrained in my childhood. Still, I love it so much. The rest of the four, without giving a specific order, I would say Mega Man 2 because that's another game I still enjoy playing to this day. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Mm-hmm. Contra. Because these are all games that I still enjoy playing. And then the fifth one, this may seem a little oddball, but then I'm pretty oddball myself solomon's key i don't know if you guys ever remember playing that I'm, i don't think I've heard i have that. a very analytical brain if you guys didn't already know that are listening no. obviously no so i think it suits me well because it's like a lot of problem solving nice. i was uh surprised i don't remember when it was it was i don't know it was probably five ten years ago now and what platform it was on but i went back and played some of the old Mega Man games mm-hmm. and they were surprisingly difficult still still mm-hmm. yeah, as yep. an adult mm-hmm. right yep maybe, yep maybe even worse maybe i'd lost some of my touch <laughs> you lost and, childhood. and <laughs> it was bad i was like i can't get back. like i couldn't kill the first uh first boss i was like this is ridiculous <laughs> Don't Legit. go play Mega Man 11 then. That's out for like the current consoles because it's super hard. <laughs> Mega Man 1 yeah. by far is probably one of the most difficult among any in the franchise. Mm. Mega Man 2 is pretty straightforward. I can beat it every time. Not not trying to brag or anything. But that, one's right. pretty, <laughs> that one's pretty straightforward. That's another game. Apparently, there's all kinds of crazy things that are built in as glitches and guys exploit them during speedruns. Crazy. Mm. Mm-hmm. How about you, Meg? Uh, most of mine have been listed off already, um, but I'm trying to think if one of them has or not. Um, so Super Mario 3 is just always going to be my, fa- my favorite. It's the first one I go back and play anytime I bring out the classic games anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Contra mm-hmm. um, is another Good. one that I can just play over and over again. Uh, and then, uh, Joey, I think you mentioned uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's one of my favorites. Yes. It's a classic. It and is. then if I had to pick two others, probably Double Dragon, um, just because I like the like side scroll fighter. Style mm. and then Duck Hunt, just because mm. most oh. of my friends and I would spend all the time playing Duck Hunt uh, in the afternoons and getting the dog to laugh at us more than we <laughs> might have liked. <laughs> I couldn't believe I was in my 30s before I discovered, and late 30s before I discovered that the player two controller could control the duck on the screen. I'm like, mm. that would have just changed yeah. everything. Yeah. It's a game changing <laughs> discovery, you yeah. know. 
20 years too late that you could have had a second player messing yep, with you. Still engaged. Yep. But everybody would have still gotten up on the screen like this and it wouldn't have mattered. But oh, it yeah. been like exactly. one inch from right it. at the screen, like yeah. on the cheaters. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how you do it. Yep. It's the only way. Clint, do you want to remind us what your what your five were when you were on the show? Do you remember? I, I do, but no. Uh, instead, I'll tell you to go listen to that episode of the Toy Rewind podcast with <laughs> Brothers Newland and go. myself. There you go. Good plug. Perfect. That was a very good plug. So I guess Andrew did answer this question because he was uh, mm-hmm. probably answered it with you, Clint. So He definitely yes. did. Uh, please listen to the Toy Rewind podcast. And again, shout out to Andrew. I forgot to plug this earlier. Uh, if you do enjoy playing bingo, dorksmanbingo.com, uh, the card was built by none other than our first uh, Ask the Dorksman voicemail um, person, Andrew. So shout I out to Andrew. Oh, nice. Yes. But, uh, Nate and I are in the minority. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm the only other one. <laughs> okay. Right. We kind of screwed that up. Real quick, though. Um, Maybe go get a sorter interested... box. <laughs> <laughs> I unfortunately don't have one up here, else I would join you. But anyway. Um, if you enjoyed leaving the voicemail or you enjoy doing that yourself, cross the streamsmedia.com, go to our page. There's a little uh, microphone icon lower right-hand corner. Leave us a voicemail. We'll see if uh, that catches on. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Please do that. Even if you just want to swear at us, like that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> just to play a clip of someone just swearing. We have two from um, Dwayne and Bernie, both from the cross streams media that I haven't listened to yet. So I'm sure they have some fun things to say. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. So please make sure to check that out. Um, our next question comes from our guest today, Meg. Um, her Hi. question is if you could only ever eat one type of chip again, what would you pick and why? <clears throat> so I'm gonna possibly cheat here, uh, and I'm gonna say a tortilla chip that way I can dip it in different things queso, salsa, etc. That way I, I can kind of add some flavor variety to it. I don't think that's cheating. I think it's a well, ask Meg, is that cheating? Yeah, no, that's not cheating at all. <laughs> okay. that yeah. Way it's nice yeah, that's right, Meg. That's the right all answer. Sorts of condiments. It's <laughs> yes, no, exactly. A tortilla right. chip. Now, would you pick a triangular one, a round one, one of the scoops? Oh, see, you got to you have to hit me with that. Yeah. See, Meg, um, Meg, Meg's detailed over yeah. here. It's like well, Ryan asking ask, a question. I get to ask follow-up questions because but, I'm here with you guys. Obviously, uh, obviously, we're talking about like I guess at-home version of it because I mean yes. I wouldn't want to run to a Mexican restaurant every day to go get this chip <laughs> every but, day. Uh, <laughs> my, I like chips. What can I say? Um, <laughs> my wife turned me on to these on the border brand Cantina style chips, mm-hmm. and they are oh, the triangular are ones. Yeah, they've got a great flavor. It's it's probably the closest store-bought in a bag mass-produced chip that i found to like a mexican restaurant type tortilla chip they're they're pretty good like all that's missing is being warm coming out of the the oil or whatever so that's what i would go with triangle shaped i guess is is the correct answer (laughs) you're like there isn't it doesn't matter as long as it's in my mouth you know we're gonna end up the same again so um when you ask this question i went more of the what what has been something I can't get anymore? And Trader Joe's <laughs> used to have these like cheddar jalapeno chips that we literally, I think, inhaled. Uh, they were so good. And they had them forever. And then a couple years ago, they just stopped. They didn't say anything. They didn't tell anybody. They didn't think twice about it, which sucks because we'd go in and they'd be out of stock because they were so popular. So I don't know what happened. I mean, I don't go to Trader Joe's that often anymore. But um, those, I don't remember what they're called specifically, but 
no, that would be my choice. I would love to have those back. Get that cheddar. I love that cheddar taste. I love the little little kick. It wasn't too much, just enough to make you smile. And ah, would go great with the hamburger. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I wonder why they took them away. That's I so have sad. no clue. And I mean, I mean, maybe they came back, and I just don't know it because again, I go to Trader Joe's never. So Fair. Um, they need one up here, right, Meg? Yes, we go up to Boulder. Like it's like a thirty-minute drive for those who don't know our location right. areas. But I'll, we'll drive thirty minutes to go to a Trader yeah, Joe's. We'll game. go downtown Denver, which is just as yeah. bad. So, yep. if it makes That's you guys it. feel better, I have to hop on a plane to go to Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is so ironic because they're wearing—I mean, people outside of yeah. Hawaii call them Hawaiian shirts, but we call them Aloha shirts out here. Yeah. I always found it odd. Everything's very floral in there. It looks like Hawaii, but yet it we, totally does. Yeah, yeah it's totally one does. out it's here. It's very tropical. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. Every store has a lobster hidden in it somewhere, just in case you ever go to one. Interesting. Uh, I would also be remiss if we didn't say shout out to JD since he does work for Trader Joe's. Oh, yes. Coach, yeah. Coach JD. It's been a while since I've seen him yeah. or anybody, actually. I hope he's doing well. Yeah. I haven't heard from him in, a, him in a while. He pops in the chat randomly, yeah, he um, but he's he's always just as positive as, as he was the last time that you talked to him. Um, I think he's, yeah, he's working living his life he's um we'll probably see him soon hopefully hopefully mm -hmm. yep. yeah he shared a recent picture of him putting his uh i guess media room together mm -hmm. and kind of toy room uh with his desk and and all his computer monitors and whatnot so <sighs> he's staying pretty busy well still one of my favorite pictures from fun days are the ones he took when we were the line was separated oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> separated yeah uh, it was good times yes. good times man Second um, best fun days line picture. Clint knows what the first one. Oh, is. oh <laughs> gosh, fair enough. <laughs> I know where this is going. Anyway, let's keep going. Chips. Uh, oh, no, Excuse me. I was gonna be a smartass and use the term chips with the British meaning and say fries, but I won't go there. I just wanted to be a smartass about it. You're not gonna say like computer chips, you nerd. Yeah. I have to be able to eat it. <laughs> I mean, you that, that's part of the stipulation here, right? Um, There's a lot of ways you can take that that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I figured with fries, I have different varieties of fries, right? Technically. Freedom fries, French fries. I'm kidding. Go on. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but if we if we look at just like regular old like potato chips, I guess we'll call them. I like the kettle brand and I specifically like the backyard barbecue. And if I had to choose a second, since we also can't get it out here in Hawaii that often is uh, the ketchup ones. Ketchup chips. Mm. Nate's like, yeah, I have those all the time. They ain't shit. I, hot take, I am not a big ketchup chip fan. I just can't get into them. It's funny you mentioned the ketchup chips because I was watching, I started watching Kim's Convenience and the other day there was an episode where uh, one of the friends of Janet's, who's the daughter, was talking to Mr. Kim, the guy that owns the store and they were making a deal about something. I forgot what it was now. And he said if he did it, he could have any two bags of chips every day for the rest of his life. He said, except ketchup chips. I was like, what is so special that he had to exclude ketchup chips from the deal? Are they more expensive or what's going on? Yeah, no idea. Anyway, I think uh, that's Nate's turn now, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I was going to say very similar to Joey with his tortilla chips, but I'm not going to because that feels like a cop-out now after he said it. Um, I would probably, probably sour cream and onion, like old Dutch. The, mm. the, it's a Canadian brand, I think. Old Dutch's. It um, is. Yep. But yeah, it's just I grew up on them. Um, if 
I had to make a choice, be like, this is the only one I eat for the rest of my life. I would happily eat the old Dutch sour cream and onion. It just goes well with like burgers, sandwiches, whatever, like even just by itself as a snack or whatever. So yeah, nice and easy. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy. How about you make? Good choice. Yeah, I had to really think about this one because I really like a lot of different kinds of chips. Um, <laughs> but for me, it came down to like, what do I crave most often? And what have I loved for a long period of my life? And it ended up being uh, cheddar and sour cream ruffles. Mm, and like the gold, mm -hmm. yep. you know, blue and white, orange and orange bag. Um, and they're delicious. Like my mouth is watering just thinking about them right now. Uh, so pure capability, something that I'd want to be able to access uh, anytime in the future. Had to go with the ruffles. Those are good. Uh, ruffles are another one that, like they're tough enough that you could actually dip them in something if you yeah. wanted to yeah too so. those are actually good in like a sour cream based dip kind yep. of a thing or chai well, you know you know what like i like that. to do with those back in the day was put them in macaroni and cheese so get your macaroni and cheese and then dip the chip in get the macaroni and cheese on Ooh. it and eat it Ooh, that sounds awesome just saying interesting <laughs> Cheddar sour and cream ruffles was actually one of my other top three that I was kind of going back and forth between those Doritos and Cheetos before yeah. I went with the tortilla chips. And so Which Doritos? Like the uh, nacho cheese. Okay. My just honorable curious. mention would have been the, uh, I think it used to be called Cooler Ranch and now they go with just Cool Ranch Doritos. Mm. But That's those probably are my least favorite. Really? Of, I love it. Doritos, I don't know why. Though, right? Your least yeah. favorite of Doritos. Okay. Not all yeah. chips. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they're an acquired taste. I would say they're they're not most people's first favorite Dorito, but they're mine. <laughs> I think Doritos the acquired just... taste one would be like salt and vinegar. A lot of oh, my I friends. Love yeah, I love them. Yeah. I love them. But yeah, I like yeah. that's on my list. I just wouldn't want them every day. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the only chip. <laughs> but they're yeah. very good. Too true. That's awesome. What we'd normally be like, Meg, uh, you <laughs> right can back answer and tell us, us on your Twitter. Answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> we can still Clint, at her. Clint, you videos. can still tweet at her if you want. Oh, I already yeah. responded, guys. I don't know why you're even talking about it. <laughs> yeah, guys. <laughs> Come on, guys. We should have known better. You should have. We're sorry. You better we be sorry. Disappointed you. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the reason why we do have Meg on today and our topic is uh it's been a year it's been over a year since we've been trapped at home um meg has graciously shared her adventures every day with uh, her and her family on her instagram stories if you uh, haven't been following you were missing out it's been probably one of the few things that i look forward to every day being able to just to see what they're Aww. they've been up to and how they've been enjoying their time uh as they've been stuck inside as we've been stuck inside um so we wanted to just sit down and, and just kind of talk about how things are going a year later and and kind of uh these she's got any tips for us on on how to stay sane uh going into <laughs> year two of this thing so yeah i don't know if i have any tips that's interesting well first it's nice to know that that folks have been keeping up with this because you know you just kind of put it out there and mostly it's for like my folks and my in-laws and stuff just to like see how our kids are doing and stuff because i have a sure. you know three-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter but i've had all sorts of people that i wasn't expecting um reach out and be like i love seeing what you guys are doing every day um and i love you know seeing that even if you're kind of stuck in one scenario where you can't go do a lot of like social stuff that you're still finding ways to post about the mountains or post about right. funko or post about you know the kids just even playing in the front yard so it's been really nice to keep that up and pro tip for anybody who is interested in seeing any of them you actually can they're saved in albums 
uh, oh, inside smart. of Instagram. And I think it, it's either 65 or 66. I think each album holds like 50 photos or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, so and, they're and all called credit, staying in. Your credit, you were taken like somewhere between 10 and 20 every day. Yeah. Yeah. For, I think for over 400 days. Yeah. If you roughly do the math, yeah, it's about 65 or 66 albums wow. for the 360, well, the 400 day period that we did this. Um, so, and I officially stopped the count, I think at 401 or 402 when my kids started going back to school a few weeks back. Uh, the official count now is at 415, but I no longer post the number every day anymore since now we're sort of in society in a way that we didn't used to be. But up until that point in 402, we uh, had not done anything sort of social out in the world other than, you know, obviously masked up playing at playgrounds or going up to our cabin or things like that. But that was, uh, that was the, the marker of us going back, having the kids go back a couple days a week to school uh, was when we officially stopped the count. But yeah, it was fun. And I mean, it took some effort, you know, yeah. putting the pictures yeah. together. Like it was literally, I'd spend a good half hour to an hour each evening curating yeah. the photos, saving the ones that I wanted as favorites, and then kind of building the story. Um, and it sounds kind of silly when I say it out loud, but at the, t you know, when it, when you see how it comes together and folks who have been really engaged and like commenting on stuff every day to me, you know, on the stories and everything, mm -hmm. it's been nice to see people, um, interested in what we've been up to, even if it's been a whole lot of nothing in some ways. Well, um, Meg, Meg, before you go any further though, I, a little credit where credit's due, it wasn't just pictures. There was a lot of, of movies, boomerangs, et cetera, in there too. So it true. wasn't just take, I, like the motion was half the fun, seeing the kids jump in the bouncy house yes. or <laughs> going for a walk. You know, that, that was, that's part, part of what made it so engaging and, and exciting to see. Not that pictures aren't great, but no, that's fair. Um, you know, credit where credit's due again, you, you put a lot of work into it. And I, I don't know if I commented much on it, but it was always nice to see um, just how everybody got through the day. Uh, especially, yeah. especially at the beginning. Well, even, even at the end, cause I mean, four, 400 days. I mean, that, that's just insane. Yeah. Keep, I mean, you kept two children under the age of six home <laughs> for 400 days. That's yeah. I mean, I, mean I, you... I, don't, I don't know if I could do it. I have one, you know? Yeah. It's um, it was a lot. Uh, but this was one of the ways I would say we stayed sane as the kids, um, like my daughter, Carly, she's like a little photographer, you know, some of the pictures I post on there, she took of like Melissa and me, my wife and me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, Alex like never stops moving. Um, so it's easy to get good boomerang <laughs> shots of him. Cause like most of the pictures where it was like too blurry of a picture, I'm like, Oh great. I'll make that one a boomerang. So it's him like running back and forth across the screen. <laughs> Amazing. That's what happens um, when you're three, you know, they you get creative. So long, yeah. Exactly. But we're also lucky, and Clint, you know this, we're also lucky to live in a place where you can like go outside mm. and enjoy the weather almost any day of the year, right? Unless you've gotten two feet of snow, in which case you just build like a snow fort, honestly. Um, so we've been lucky to be able to go up to our cabin that's like an hour and a half away and be up in the mountains a lot of the time. We've been able to just walk like five minutes from here and we get to the open space commons area where you can see like the full view of the Rocky Mountains. Um, there are like 12 playgrounds within 15 minutes uh, walk or drive of us. So there's just a lot to do which is really helpful. Um, so some of it was just having visual, visually interesting spaces uh, for them to play into in terms of documenting it, you know, photographically or, or through video. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, that's yeah. one thing, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, all the stuff within, you know, walking distance or at least a, a decent driving distance. And, and that makes me think because like where I grew up, right outside of New Orleans, there was definitely that same situation. Like you could just go and entertain yourself with a bunch of free stuff to do, right? Lots of stuff to see, lots of stuff to uh, partake in, participate in. Um, and then where I am now, like I feel bad for kids, 
you know, during a normal time, you know, let alone during a pandemic like this, where there's not a lot of stuff that, that they could do safely to entertain themselves outside of the house. You know, that I'm sure that was difficult for a lot of people you yeah. know, who, who aren't blessed to live in an area that's got, you know, activities basically that you can partake in outside and, and whatnot. So that must've been hard for, for those, for those kids that aren't in that situation. Yeah. Well, and you think in general about folks and everybody in different life situations, right? Cause everyone's like, how could you have, how, how did you keep two kids like alive and healthy that are three and five during this time period? And I'm like, well, you know, I talked to teammates of mine who lived in like downtown areas like Chicago or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they're single folks and they hadn't literally hadn't like gone outside in six or seven days. Right. Cause they wow. were ordering stuff in and things. And I'm mm -hmm. like, there's, there's different versions of challenge um, that we all go through. And I think remembering that is one of the things that helps us like collectively get through this. Cause it's just, it, it was not easy for anyone. It still mm -hmm. continues to be in many ways. Right. I think we're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel, but um, just being able to like recognize the humanity in other people, um, has been something that's important to me and realizing that like, yeah, it may be hard to have two young kids, but it also like kind of forced us to get outside and be healthy and, mm -hmm. and active mm -hmm. and move around. And that it was a blessing on its own, at least, you know, so there's always different ways to look at it, um, depending on the angle that you're looking at. So what, what did you do while you were working with them? I'm kind of curious about that. <laughs> yeah, well, that was, a, that's an interesting dynamic. Um, so for the first few months, I think up until around June of last year, right around, I think actually right around when I was with you guys last mm -hmm. on the podcast, mm -hmm. um, Melissa and I, she works, she's a nurse practitioner. And so she was working three days a week and I was working full-time at home mm -hmm. and still am. Um, but we had tried to find a balance of like, I'll take the kids a couple hours. You take the kids a couple hours for those three days a week she was working, but it just was not, just was not logistically working out. So she ended up quitting her part-time job. Um, and I was then working full-time and she had the kids full-time. And oh. so that was, you know, a great way to be safe. It was hard emotionally and mentally. I think sometimes for all four of us to just be in the same house the whole time. And we have a huge house, which is really nice. So we had plenty of spaces to be, and I had my own space for work, but, mm -hmm. um, that was not going to be conducive forever. Um, mm -hmm. right. Like it's just, it's asking a lot of her to have the kids full time. It's asking a lot of our situation to like have the kids around all the time where I might need to be in meetings that are quiet with customers, like, well, you know, because in customer facing meetings. So that's why once we both had gotten through the vaccination process, we're now sending the kids back a few days a week, um, to their Montessori school. Uh, so that she can start to uh, pursue a job again. And fortunately, Great. as a nurse practitioner, there's like a lot of opportunities. She actually already has uh, a few interviews lined up just from the last week of putting her resume back out there again. So fortunately, um, it's it should be a pretty good situation for her to pick back up again. But it was, you know, it was a sacrifice to ask her to have to do that. And it was clear that it was the right decision. We all agreed. Um, but that nobody signed up to be a full-time parent or a full-time stay-at-home person, parents, well, the rest of the family's here, right? That's not right. A, when right. we were like taking our vows, that was not one of the things that like entered our mind. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's all stay in a house. Yeah. 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 Hold and to stay indoors and, forever. Like, see how it goes. <laughs> Can you imagine if our if vows were that detailed? And if there happens to be a pandemic that a lasts pandemic. this long. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a contract. Yeah. I would like to refer to section three line three right. too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the pandemic yeah. clause. Yeah. yeah right. the pandemic. Or the panic clause if you guys were listening to average nerd last night. Yes. They yep. call the pandemic the panty now, just to let you a guys panty. know. Yes, the that panty. was. I laughed out loud at that. Yes, one. I did too. <laughs> um, if you think about it, though, anybody that hasn't like tried to—I I mean this kiddingly, of course—anybody that's listening. But if you haven't tried to like strangle your spouse yet, you're in good. <laughs> you're in good, good mindset. Because I mean, yep. reality. 
when my wife is home and you know she works thankfully she has work i should say let me rephrase that but when she is home with me i relegate myself to the home office here and she gets to watch the tv so the serious note about it is you do need time for yourself personal space and i think that's one of the important things to talk about as well as we discuss the quarantine having that mm -hmm. mental space where you have have your own thoughts to keep yourself sane. Absolutely. Yeah. I have so my boss. This this is I I don't know how he does this. My boss actually he works on the same. Him and his wife work at the same department, same area every day. So they you know go to work together. They hang out at home together. I don't know how they do it personally at all, no. regardless of a pandemic. Right. But you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my wife, but you know, I gotta have my time to collect or play video games or do nothing, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they do it, but I 100% yeah. agree with you. And when you're stuck inside, you know, I mean, that's one thing we all have. We all have our hobby of how we all kind of came together collecting. At least that's something. But um, yeah, that's a very good point. And I don't know. I mean, again, when you have kids, you're busy taking care of them as well. So you really are short on that time yourself to do something like that. And you're right. You need to make sure to have that time, regardless of the panty, and make it happen. <laughs> no, so that's not time, true. Next time the pandemic comes, it's going to be a panty raid, just to let you guys know. Wow. Panty. <laughs> hashtag panty raid. <laughs> I know, and that's one thing I do want to say, though, is I'm just looking at my shelf of collectibles. Um, having this community, I think, has been that for me. And not just Funko, you know, whether it's Deathly Cute Toys, whether it's Barely, you know, um, mm -hmm. Abominable, there's Figpin. There's so many, there's so many different great um collector groups um that that have kind of come together i would say funko is the anchor for me just because that's sure. kind of where i all started mm -hmm. but having this community and having us all kind of collectively keep each other positive and prop each other up on days that are harder um has been a lifesaver for me personally uh just because i i think in a lot of ways i wouldn't got, have gotten nearly as close to folks as i'm not one who goes to the cons and things like that as much so i didn't have that personal face-to-face -face interaction but having the connection where kind of all of us are collectively dealing with not being able to see each other in person has really been um something that's nice for me to really get close to the community so it's something i've appreciated a lot it's become well you know the figures are important to me it's become even less about like getting all the figures and everything and more about being able to have a community to talk to about the launches and the releases and who mm -hmm. got the lottery and what's going on and you know what have we heard and what's coming down the, the line than actually getting the figures at this point yeah yeah i would agree with that 100 percent. yeah it's definitely changed for me too because if I, i'd say if anything and it could just be coincidence and timing but i've definitely slowed down as far as collectibles is concerned since the pandemic started and it may just be a, a issue of of room um you know I, I, <laughs> Me too. I hear you. I, I, i'm trying to stay uh complete with my office set it's the one thing that i'm complete on as far as like a big line that's more than just like four or five from a random movie or tv show or something um and i'll get like a tiny ghost or a chomp every now and then maybe a fig pin, but I, I've really slowed down. But, you know, like what Meg was saying, I, I, I still am in constant daily contact with the people that I met through that um, process and, and definitely looking forward to going like, like my next con that I'm planning on going to is uh, ECCC in, in December in uh, Seattle, if, you know, fingers crossed, it still happens. And even if like, I was thinking about this the other day, even if like, I don't come away with like a single collectible, 
not just because of not being able to get it, but just because I didn't see anything I wanted. That's fine. Because mm-hmm. to me, it's it's just a chance to get together with friends again and hang out and eat and talk and laugh in person again, as opposed to, you know, worrying about trying to get, you know, Funko lottery or fig pen lottery or, or whatever else. Amen. Well, it's, it's like, it's spoken like a true fanatic. It's more about the community than it is the actual, um, actual product itself. And I, I'm with you on that. My, well, I'm with you on that partially. My Funko collecting has definitely slowed down. Um, the problem is I'm on this other podcast called geek together and I get introduced <laughs> to lots of other, other stuff I want. So, um, I wouldn't say my, yeah, my spending hasn't yeah. stopped, but my <laughs> Funko collecting has definitely decreased. Robbie's sack is dangerous. Oh my Unless god! Unless it's sold out, in which case, then I'm fine. He <laughs> finds then... some great stuff. Oh, he does. Well, yeah, I don't know if you saw yesterday. Let's just say Groot was happy to show be, uh, be featured on the sack last night. But the but my point is, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. But at the same time, like the community makes it, you know. Um, yeah. And I mean, this is going. We talked about fun days earlier, and that I know I kind of think that's where a big core of stuff started. When people started putting that together and really but that that you know it was two years ago now and then people like still communicate by the way it's been interesting during this pandemic that you know we, we hear about how poorly businesses are doing which makes sense because people aren't attending but you know video games collecting um i'm sure there's a lot more seem to be doing just fine despite yeah, um, yeah it depends the on the situation business, obviously. absolutely yeah. but yeah. it's just funny that that's those are some of them that have you know done just fine i mean i still to this day think Nintendo is responsible for the pandemic just because that came out right around when Animal Crossing came out to keep everybody at home to play freaking Animal Crossing. I'm not I'm it's not true. even kidding. It's yeah. like it was all it was like either they got extremely lucky or they were involved. I don't know. <laughs> Some insider trading with COVID. Just <laughs> with the, viruses. That's right. Yeah, I, I mean, viruses, yeah. And they're like, um, a virus is coming. Release Animal Crossing. Yeah. Hold, hold, hold. This is the Tom time. Nook, it's your time to shine. Yeah, <laughs> Um, yeah, I think like one thing that's really cool, like you guys talked about is just how this community, the Funko community in general is just like, for the most part, our little group is pulled together through this pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. um, I know we started doing our Friday night streams and we started, it really just started out as a hangout. It was just like, what can we do to just give people a chance to sit down and have a little bit of FaceTime, uh, or even just hear each other's voices and just have a relaxing evening um on a friday night and a zoom call turned into a friday game night that we've been running since like for months and months and months now which is amazing um it's been a lot of fun to be part of and um outside of that is just um being able there being having a group of people i find that can support you even if it's just a hey how's it going Hey, how's your day going? You know, it's like, hey, look at this cool toy that's coming out, or just anything like that, just to break up the, um, Monopoly. the reality. Yeah, yeah the reality yeah. of just everything going on around us is, uh, I find that it, that's helped a lot for myself. Where I don't chat a lot in in the group chats that we have, but just seeing how, um, how people interact and how happy people are in there, it's just, it makes me feel good, and it just uh, a lot of positive out of that. So, if there's one good thing. Uh, from being trapped inside for over a year it's you know we've uh, somehow come across this as um, better friends which is weird and amazing uh, all at the same time yeah. oh uh, so i was just gonna ask so all four of you are work from home still right mm-hmm. yes okay see so it's it's been it's been interesting for me because i have not been so uh we went lockdown here in louisiana about mid-march of uh 2020 
and school shut down. And we went back. It was like for a random week in May to get all the kids, get their lockers cleared out and do normal end of the year stuff and all that. And then we started back up maybe a week later than we normally do in August. And other than like the first month being just every other day with the kids and then like it changed to every day with all the kids. Um, it's been almost normal for me. I mean, obviously we still have like the, the restrictions with having to wear a mask and having to clean and, and some other stuff that we haven't been able to do. But I mean, I've been back at work since August right? and it's, it's definitely, I think it's, I'm trying to think how to say this. So it's, it's definitely, it, before I got vaccinated, it made me very concerned about being back, obviously, um, mm -hmm. with, you know, things that could happen. But at the same time, I think it probably helped with my sanity, uh, not having to be like a full-time online teacher um, because I was voluntold to be the, <laughs> to be the, the uh, person out of the two of us that teach the same subject in the same grade to do the virtual class. And like, I, I feel bad for parents that are having to try to multitask. I don't know. I meant to ask Meg earlier how they're Montessori if they did any virtual stuff, because I don't understand how parents can do it, especially ones that aren't at home to be able to. And even if you are at home, I mean, like mm -hmm. working full time and then trying to stay on top of your kids, because I mean, they're just sitting in a room. They could be logged on. They could be not logged on they could be logged on and not doing what they're supposed to do i mean it's a it's a, it's a lot to keep up with and i know the kids that i talked to because we started off with like maybe 44 in our class that were virtual that i had to try to teach all at the same time and mm -hmm. uh then it came back down to last couple of weeks it's been uh 18 in there so less than half of what it what it was and all the ones that i talked to that came back said how much how glad they were to be back just to be back to something normal and how much easier it was to be at school in person trying to learn as opposed to, you know, virtually trying to, you know, figure out what to do because it's, it's difficult, you know, on everybody's end, the, mm -hmm. the, the parent, the teacher and the student yeah. it's, you know, even the ones that want to try, you know, it's, it's difficult to do. So, Amen. I mean, like I said, it's, it was a dangerous situation to be in. I mean, we still have, we had, uh, three teachers that were out with it here recently and two of them ended up doing some time in the hospital Ooh. for it. So it's, you know, it's just a reminder that it's not, not over yet. Um, yeah. you know, luckily I'm three, four weeks out from my second vaccination. So I feel pretty comfortable around people now, but it was, it was kind of touch and go there for a while, you know, de deciding, is this, is this what I want to do? Do I, do I want to come here every day or, you know, risk we had, a um, uh, congressman around here that was my age. Like I actually have a friend from high school that I graduated with that was uh, close friends with him from college that passed away. Um, so that's 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 really scary when somebody mm. you know age, that yeah. is your age yeah. catches it. Somebody with no underlying health conditions yeah. that that they knew about at least you know um, and ends up you know going into the hospital and doesn't come back you know, from it and, and passes away. It's, it's very scary. Is like, is it worth me going to, to work every day, risking my life and, and what could possibly happen if, you know, if I don't come back one day. So uh, I'm definitely thankful for that vaccination and uh, glad to feel a little bit more comfortable doing some of these things that we've either been doing by choice or, I, I, you know, like work, I guess, not doing by choice. It was like, hey, either this or you find something else to do yeah. or you take a sabbatical and, you know, 
live on two thirds pay. It's a difficult, difficult decision for a lot of people. Yeah, it certainly totally. is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, please go ahead, Meg. I was just gonna say we um, we actually made a decision. So my daughter, like I said, is five. She turns six this summer. So originally we were gonna send her to, to school to kindergarten in the fall, and it was I think throughout the you know year it's been a combination of like online and hybrid and everything else but for us we'd already been wondering if we should send her back um, or send her for the first time to kindergarten and we ended up delaying her enrollment to this coming fall because of a lot of those questions around like how is this going to work you know is it going to be safe if she's in school but also mm. the same thing you said like can a five-year-old reasonably sit in front of a computer for no, multiple right. hours a day <laughs> no. and the learn no. anything <laughs> of value and our answer yes we just thought you know and it was going to be just a stressful situation of trying to like make her do that versus kind of give her a more open learning environment we did a lot of virtual classes kind of like one-off classes for her that mm -hmm. allowed her to have her to have fun but learn some stuff as well so for us we had the luxury i would say of being able to send her later um when things would be a little bit more solidified you know this coming fall that was a hard choice um, because we had one idea of what the world was going to look like, um, you know, in our mind about what her her schooling was going to look like, and then we just made a decision, which I think is the right one. Probably to the best. Kind of yes. delay that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Especially but, like I, I don't want to say lucky because I don't know if that's the right word to use in the situation, but it's it's good timing, I guess, that it happened at the age that she did, so that yeah. delaying her starting kindergarten is not going to be as detrimental as like let's say she was in eighth grade, and you know, oh, are yeah. we going to have her go back to eighth grade again and do this exactly. again? Or, you know, um, it's it's a very weird situation definitely yeah now it seems to me with kids uh when they're younger like this it's harder i would say on the parents um to make those decisions right because mm -hmm. like they're they're barely carly will remember some things about this alex probably won't remember anything <laughs> um and then I, I would say as kids get older it's 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 a lot harder on the kids right missing mm -hmm. these milestones having to figure out how to navigate this stuff that they shouldn't emotionally have to be managing at this stage um so i do see like my nephews um you know one of my nephews is just uh and uh um was accepted to and is going to go to georgetown in the fall Mm -hmm. um, which is exciting because that's where I went uh, and did my MBA. But like he has had to go through his senior year in this environment. And mm -hmm. I remember my senior year and some of the milestones that he doesn't really realistically get to have in the same way. And it's it's hard at like any age to see them go through this. But I do right. <clears throat> feel bad for those kids who are kind of missing out on formative pieces of, of their childhood, too. Last yeah, year's last year's seniors are who I feel the most sorry for. By yeah, the way. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this like year's not. Yeah. This year's definitely a hybrid. I, I get that. Yeah. I know we'll no, talk about you. that later on. I but especially last year's, you know, they they had a lot of taken away from them versus at least yeah. some substitute or adjustment. Absolutely. Totally sorry, fair. Joe. I did not mean to interrupt you. Oh, it was okay. Um. So yeah. So my my son's actually a senior. Uh. This year. Um, and, and they've been lucky and been able to do some stuff, but yeah, there, there's definitely certain stuff that they're missing out on or, or it's restricted. Like, uh, his graduation is coming up in a couple of weeks and they're only allowed as of right now, six tickets, uh, to give out to family. Yeah. And he, hey. he comes from, he comes from a split home. So it's yeah. like, I get three tickets for my side and then his mom gets three tickets for their side. Mm. So, you know, it's very difficult to decide, you know, who to, you know, who to bring to celebrate for something like that. And, and they've got a deal where 
they're immediately emptying the football stadium after the the ceremony's over so you can't stick around and take pictures and stuff mm-hmm. like that so we're having a plan to take pictures beforehand and um they didn't have official school prom they had a like a one that like the parents put together with a smaller number you know so that it was a little bit safer and you know then like my daughter she's in in my grade that i teach right now which is something that i've been looking forward to for years to finally you know have my own kid in my grade with me and there's you know a bunch of stuff like field trips and that kind of stuff that they normally do their eighth grade year that they've been missing out on but uh, like clint said yeah definitely last year was probably the worst because it was just like just abrupt chaos just all of a sudden like the the sports seasons that were going on were stopped and you know all your kind of senior activities if you were a senior were stopped so if you were like a senior that was playing like baseball or softball or doing track at that time like everything was done like your your yeah. sport career all Just of a sudden came off. to abrupt end no senior prom no senior graduation which a lot of the schools around here i'm sure other places did the same they end up moving it to the summer mm-hmm. um and just kind of having it under a, a smaller scale i guess to say but yeah that's it's definitely been been an odd situation to to work through and my kids will obviously remember all of it <laughs> as yeah. opposed to years <laughs> yeah before, right younger. yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Meg, I was going to ask, like, because I know your kids are younger, if they, how do they feel once this all started? Were they just like, yay, mom's home all the time? And like, you know, like, to do so many fun things at home now. Oh. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it was a combination of things, right? Because they were mm-hmm. like in a good routine going three days a week to Montessori school. And so I think the the first reaction was, I mean, yeah, it's great to be home with, with the moms and the cats and everything else. But I think they mm-hmm. did. It was like such an abrupt, like, literally, they were just at school on a Friday. And then we never, they didn't go back until right, last week just, right yeah. <laughs> so like they had little friends that they used to love playing with and like we didn't even have time to get family phone numbers and stuff so like they mm. just had a whole set of friends from their Montessori school again just like not like deep friendships but just folks that they'd see every day at mm. school um who we just no longer have contact with um so I'd, I would say it's a mixed bag I think the hardest part is just not have been uh to not have a routine like mm-hmm. you know structure i think is the hardest things i feel we feel like some days are just like if we get outside once and do an activity or something like that's a good enough day and like if we end the day and everybody's healthy and relatively happy and sane that's like a win mm-hmm. um but i think it was the structure piece the being able to socialize with other kids their age like we're very lucky that they have each other um because alex is just was just at the age when this all started where he could sort of be interactive with carly um so that was good i would say having two the two of them being able to socialize with each other is great but there was definitely it was just hard on them to not have that social time with friends for like a many months in a row until just a few months ago and we started kind of getting folks together in masked situations and stuff again especially in that that age especially you know i mean at least these you know know, like older kids could do it on the computer or other things but the young ones and ava's the same boat like you just can't and that for that month between like or three months between march and july before she went back to school i mean she got a lot of TV like that because there wasn't a whole lot else we could yeah. do because we were both working, you know, we were both there so we could switch off and help out and take time, you know, on do whatever. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, even now, even now, you know, like we're getting invited to kids' birthday parties and we're like, I don't think we're ready for that yet kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um. So it's, it's, uh, it's been, a, it's been a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's like this hard dynamic now where kids of their age can't get vaccinated for the foreseeable future, probably till the winter, right. Depending on how things right. go with trials yeah. and stuff like that. So then there's this like strange dynamic. And I saw, I think the FDA or somebody just released even new guidance today about 80% of households, the people in a household, if they're unvaccinated can then be unmasked indoors and stuff like everything's mm-hmm. changing every day, but mm-hmm. there's this new dynamic of like, Oh, great, great. Everybody in my family who's an adult has been mm-hmm. vaccinated, but our kids won't be 
for a long time. So like what risk are we willing to take with them versus like when we were part of the equation and uh, you know, it, it's, it's changing and I, we see the light at the end of the tunnel, but we still are not like comfortable. <laughs> yeah. The data <laughs> still doesn't support regard. Yeah. Like our end goal kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's nothing so. there to prove that what we believe should be the case is going to be the case. There's so much hesitancy and unknown. And for, for somebody that works in data, it makes me very uncomfortable. And that's why I stay my ass mm -hmm. at home. Even though yeah. my wife and I are vaccinated, thankfully, there's um, aside from my nephew, so my middle sister has a son. Aside from him, everybody in my family, immediate family, I should say, is vaccinated. So my parents, my mother-in-law is vaccinated, my wife, my sister, etc. I am yeah, looking well, forward to next Sunday for Mother's Day because we're going to actually get my parents together with my mother-in-law. And we haven't been together since, I think, Thanksgiving of last year. Wow. So it'll be nice. Yeah, That's well, nice. you know, one thing I think that I'm I'm very interested to see what the future holds, and I don't know if we want to bring that discussion that way, but I'm very interested to see. Okay, we've been you know isolated or quarantined or whatever term you want to use, you know, now for you know 16 months, let's say hypothetically, I'm I'm probably off of my math, but what does the future hold now that there's this vaccine that's out there? And and you know, one like one thing that pops in my head is the masks, and I know we've talked about it on here. To be honest, I kind of still want to wear one. Mm -hmm. When this yeah. is all over, when I go like to the grocery store or I go, you know, out in public, I, to an extent, I still want to wear my mask. Yeah. Um, well, if they look at like flu season this year, right. it was almost mm -hmm. non-existent, like Ex almost non-existent. Exactly <laughs> my point. Like I somehow got a I got a cold because I have a three-year-old in daycare. But other than that, like there's no chance I would have gotten sick because we're so careful with our masks. And to be honest, I'm more worried about getting somebody else sick. I yeah. think that it's been it's been real interesting. And to be honest, we have all these like nice fashionable masks now, and we don't all have to wear the uh, you know cheesy uh, not cheesy it's <laughs> the wrong term, but use the medical masks. You know they have fun designs on it. We can get a 4D mask at tpublic.com if you're interested. Good whatever plug. the case is, right? Yeah. <laughs> but my point is like there's a lot of different ones out there, and, I, and to be honest, I I feel like you know when I'm working with somebody at a at a restaurant or if I'm going talking to somebody at the grocery store, I'm actually fine with it because I don't want to get them sick and it might be something that I adopt going forward. I think yeah. that's a good idea. It's just, yeah, this is one thing that people need to realize. It's like, and they, if people don't get it now, they'll never get it is that it's not about you. It's about helping someone else. Right. And mm -hmm. that's, that's what masks are for. Masks aren't pr to protect you. They're to protect you from getting someone else sick. And right. regardless of COVID, like you guys said, flu season, it, it helps. You're sneezing into your mask. You're not breathing on everything, and the flu didn't spread. So you're doing something right uh, by doing what you're doing. And um, yeah, if people don't get it now, they still won't get it, and that's unfortunate because it's it's a whole other discussion. Um, but I'm with you, Clint. I'm I'm happy to pop into a store with a mask on. Um, you know, going to a restaurant, waiting in line. If like you know, if there's a bunch of people waiting, I don't care if we're all vaccinated. I'll still wear a mask. Absolutely. Yep. I, I I would like now. I don't, especially here in in our state, in our states here, Nate. I don't know if that's going to happen, but right, it would be. I I and I might be. I might just do it. Just say screw it. You know, don't worry about this. Now, there's times when I wouldn't like uh, if I'm going running. I don't want to necessarily wear a mask over my no. face, but mm -hmm. um, at the same time, I shouldn't be standing close to anybody if I'm running as fast as I can. So it shouldn't <laughs> matter. Um, but you know, I I hope there's some major changes from all this. I hope people 
even even in perspective, just have a different perspective about being nicer to people or being, you know, give people space or whatever the case is. Yeah. Because of this. You know what I mean? Well, I, I wonder hope... if we're going to do like elbow bumps and stuff now instead of a handshake. <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. like the worst I'm thing not going to lie, do. though. I'm, I'm still, I still, I miss hugging. I do. I, I'm a hugger, you know? Well, like, and hugs are one thing. No, absolutely. Right. But I mean, I, I mean, my, you know, I fist bumps and. I hope people, I, it's more like, I hope people actually, you know, sanitize, use hand sanitizer, yeah. clean their hands more or, um, yep. you know, things like that. I just hope we learn from this and make some adjustments. I mean, and the thing is this could happen again. There's no saying yep. that, you know, I mean, I, I know we blame it on a bat and I don't even know if that's true or anything, but bats are traditionally just filthy animals that this could happen with, you know? So who's to say it can't happen again is my point. So I really hope we learn from it. And and this goes for everybody. I mean, you know, and I hate to say it, like, I kind of hope restaurants keep doing some spread out stuff and not have every single seat packed to the brim kind of thing, you know? Um, not that I'm a person that's going to sports bars to watch championship games in a packed place, but if you are, I, I want everybody to be safe. That's all. That's a really open-ended thing. Sorry. I'll, you're, I'll right. You finish, you're right. Joey. Oh, I was just going to piggyback off of what Clint said, uh, it, the interesting statement he made about the packed restaurants. I was on uh, the subreddit for Walt Disney World. I've been kind of following it since we booked our trip. Sure. And somebody shared a picture from the Mexico Pavilion. Um, that's like kind of one of the restaurants that a lot of people go eat at. Is it's It's got like this old, I think it's like Aztec, if I remember correctly. It's an Epcot, right? Yes. It's kind yeah. of the, an Aztec. The, was there a couple of years ago? Or my yeah. It's like it's Mayan one of the two. The it's either right. Aztec or Mayan. Um, but anyway, and somebody posted a picture of it um, and was like, hey, don't y'all miss this or what, whatever. And the tables looked like a normal restaurant. Whereas, you know, <laughs> if you've ever been to a theme park or Disney, you know, the all the tables are like packed just on top yeah. of each other. And they were talking about how they wish that even after all this is over, like what Clint said, it, you know, they would keep the restaurants, you know, kind of more spaced out like a, like a normal restaurant would be instead of being all packed on top of each other and stuff. So it, it will be interesting to see if there's any long-term changes. I, I honestly don't think the mask thing will be a long-term change. I, I know, so I know in a lot of, um asian countries following like the what was it the bird flu and or the swine flu or something that hit like in the 2000s i think a lot of uh asian countries and and people there continued to wear masks um not all of them but just i remember reading something about that when all this started but i just i just don't see that something that's going to catch on here like you might have like maybe one out of every i don't know 100 people or more that may continue wearing it after all this is but i mean like around here where i'm in which is a very red part of a very red state, you know, it's since this thing started, it's been difficult to, to, to get people to, to comply, you know, sure. it's, yeah. it's been, I'm just either not doing it or I'm going to have it over my mouth, but I'm not going to have it over my nose because I don't want my glasses fogging up or, yeah. you know, I don't want to have problems breathing, you know, through this breathable mask. Um, so I, I, I don't foresee it being even close to being a thing uh, once once everything's over here because I know I still wear it even though I'm vaccinated because that's still the the mandate from the state right is mm -hmm. when you go in and that's still the businesses whether it's a restaurant or a or a place of business that says hey masks are required I'm gonna wear my mask I'm gonna wear it properly and even if half the people in the store aren't even wearing one. Uh, and the people that are working there are wearing it, but wearing it improperly. I'm still going to be, you know, doing what I'm asked to do because like y'all were saying, there may be that one person in there that, 
does have their mask on and wants everybody else to have their mask on because they're wanting to protect themselves. So I'm going to continue doing that. Now, once, once it becomes voluntary, probably not. Um, vaccinated and I'll probably end up stop wearing mine once it becomes a voluntary thing, which I think mm. will be the next phase. I think yeah. they'll be like, hey, masks are no longer mandatory. If you'd like to continue to wear one, obviously that's your prerogative, but I think that's kind of the next step. And from what I've seen here recently from a lot of the CDC research, that a lot of the spread is not coming from touch services and whatever. I think the whole cleaning thing is probably going to be stopping here soon too, as far as the, you know, constantly wiping stuff down and, and, and whatnot. I think that'll probably be another thing to go here pretty soon. See that, that, that shouldn't go. That should, that should just be normal procedure to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, people need to be better about washing their hands. Agreed. Yes, yes, 100% yep. agree. And the same thing about washing things like, you know, we've been clean and one thing else I, I hope and Joey, I'm afraid this doesn't apply. I don't think to what, what you do, but I actually hope staying working at home is like more common. Like, mm -hmm. I think we've proven beyond any shadow of a doubt that you do not have to be in the office constantly to conduct any kind of business. Now, I, I agree that you do for some things and there's bad benefits to being in the office. But I mean, just just the commute part alone makes it makes you think twice about doing it. Heck you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. I was pretty candid about this. Um, Meg, I don't know if you ever um, caught wind of um, this particular discussion, but I got very, very sick last January. And when I went to the doctor and they tested me for the flu, they said, you don't have the flu. So it's a good thing. But they specifically told me you have some sort of a virus. And this is right before everything started yeah. to get blown out of proportion. Yep. Keeping in mind that I do live in Hawaii. I was catching the bus to work and my commute had me going right through Waikiki. Yeah. A lot of transient people. And while I never did truly get a test for it i'm almost positive i had covid yeah i bet you did now yeah. i didn't lose my sense of taste or anything i didn't as far as i know at least i don't have any of those lingering symptoms but just how bad i felt it was that's the sickest i've been in probably 10 years Ugh. and but thankfully my wife didn't get sick Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I, I have another friend, same thing. Like, yeah, he, he, he's convinced he had it back in like February, which would make yeah. sense. I mean, it, it, it's not like this just showed up one day and was magically here. So yeah. uh, it just kind of caught wind eventually. But yeah, um, I, I, I would love to see, like I said, just, just for the sake of, you know, working from home, for the sake of the commute, for the sake of traffic or pollution, I'd love to be able to work from home more. Um, I, again, I just hope things change to some degree because of this they will yep. and well, i think it really depends on your industry that i work in like thankfully for me i've been able to work remotely our whole team has been i would say more efficient now now that we mm -hmm. don't have a set time that we need to be in the office per se even though my boss sure. is pretty flexible with us about it it's not saying that you have to work from x time to x time you have to be in the office to have a meeting mm -hmm. depending on your line of work it might be better to have in-person meetings, act, mm -hmm. especially if you're in like a whole big group project. Agreed. I can understand those situations. It's important to have a roundtable discussion versus somebody getting frozen on Zoom or <laughs> WebEx. Or, yeah. And let, let's be real. It happens all the time. All the time. Yes. Or your yep. connection drops, right? And yep. you can't get into the meeting. So yes, there are some times where it's more effective. I would like to get to the model where I only have to go to the office 
when it's 100% required for some sort of group meeting or like right. something of that nature you because know. I don't yeah. want to have to commute. I don't live that far from downtown Honolulu, but the fact that when I was catching the bus, it would take me almost an hour to get there. Mm-hmm. Parking, I'm, I'm sure anybody that lives in a very big major city can understand this. I was paying over $1,000 a year just to park my car going right. to work because mm-hmm. work yeah. doesn't yep. supply me a parking cell. Yep. So that's a cost savings. Uh, now that Buddy lives here with me, it's better for him. You know, he's a senior dog. Mm-hmm. He enjoys the fact that I'm always around. So it would be, it's almost the same respect of like having to leave your child in that, in that same yeah. way. Yeah. It, it's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. He, he's your buddy yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, did want to, foresee... sorry. Oh, go ahead. I did want to comment about the mask thing, especially as somebody of Asian ancestry. And, you know, Nate, feel free to chime in on this as well, since Joey shed some light on this. I think the global awareness about, it's okay to wear a mask. That's the important thing because, of course, we have a lot of Asian tourists. doesn't matter if you're from China, Korea, Japan, that come here to Hawaii. So it's not uncommon for us to see Asian tourists from any of these countries wearing the mask on the street. And nobody gives them a second look. I guess maybe it's the state that I live in. But it should be okay for people in anywhere in the world, if they feel uncomfortable, let them wear a mask. Don't don't look at them two times over and think, what's wrong with this person? It's more the mm-hmm. global education and the awareness that we need to get. We mm-hmm. need to get to that mindset is where it's important and global acceptance of this kind of stuff. And I say this yes. more and more, absolutely, especially with this month. Well, actually, I'm sorry. We're now in May. No, May May actually <laughs> is the month, I think. For Asian awareness? For, I think it yes. is. Yeah. I thought, okay, okay. Maybe I was... Getting ahead I know of we did. I sense. know we did a rise up stuff, and or you guys. Yeah, like I'm I wasn't. I didn't but <laughs> I'm in between of so many things for work, so I apologize. Understood. I should. No, I should know this as somebody that is Asian American, <laughs> but yes, it is the awareness month. So spread more equality. I think is. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we were talking about last month. Just uh, educate yourself on it, and like as Ryan said, yeah, it's absolutely. It's um, when people in in Asia wear masks, it's pollution right like pollution in um well that and if they they feel like i'm i have a cough or have a sore throat they're being courteous to others around them like i don't feel sick enough for me to be at home i still need to get things done during my daily escapades but i'm also being respectful (laughs) to anybody else that i might encounter that i'm not going to breathe on them and get them ill i just love your word use of the word escapades that's why i'm laughing yeah exactly (laughs) No, no, I agree ice, with you. It's not ice capades. No, no, no. I, 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 I didn't say it was wrong. I said I enjoyed it. <laughs> ice capades. <laughs> so, um, you know, one thing I'm going to, and first of all, you're absolutely right. Like, and, you know, if you're racist, just keep it to yourself. We don't need to hear that shit. Anyway, yeah. um, I, well, regardless, but absolutely good point. One thing, though, I'm going to try to lighten this up a little bit is I hope the number of people that have, you know, gone out, purchased the equipment, put in the time, and actually have done streaming of any sort, keep doing it. I'm really, I'm a little worried that once life goes back to, and I'm using quotes when I say normal, that so many people are either going to slow down or they're going to stop completely with their streaming. And I, I want to make sure anyone listening to this who does any kind of streaming or podcasting even, or whatever the case is, don't stop just because things go back to normal. I think you guys, a lot of you content creators have stumbled onto something great and you've only gotten better as time's gone on. And we have so many friends that this applies to. I really hope that they continue to really chug along and even get better at what they do. Cause I think it's been, I mean, it's been, it's been, a. we've talked about the community earlier being a lifesaver, but, and it has, I mean, dorksman game night has been amazing. 
um, you know, that we've done that, but there's so much out there still that I hope people still do when they're not, you know, they might be busier and they might have to slow down. I get it. But at the same time, like you've started something great. Just don't let it stop because things go back to quote unquote normal. Agreed. Um, as somebody speaking from my side, as somebody that does fit that profile, one of the other things that's important to remember through this whole pandemic period is anything that you've learned as a result of maybe time bored at home. So maybe you read a new book or you got into a new craft. Like for me, I got into streaming. And as a result of streaming, I've learned a whole bunch of other things. Keep down that avenue. Keep pursuing that passion. Whatever your hobby is that you've picked up, even if it's something like woodworking or sculpting or especially, you know, some, something <laughs> yeah, along okay. those lines. You never know what that will become. And if it's a passion of yours, like all of us obviously had a passion for collecting. I had a passion in music, which has since passed for me. I've kind of like that fire has burned out in my life, but there's been new things ignited over the last 13 months. And I do definitely plan on continuing down this road because if not, it would be a waste of the, of all of all the things that I've learned. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking so, of yeah, new hobbies, Meg, did you pick up on any new hobbies? <laughs> no, I would just say I've I've uh, I've touched back on to hobbies that have been uh, in existence for a long time, but I haven't had the time to really focus on. So photography is one. Obviously, there's the Funko photography and collectibles photography in general, but just like getting out and looking at the sunrise and taking pictures of the mountains and actually experience and like taking pictures of the moon, right? Things that um, I wouldn't have necessarily had the time to take um, to do. Uh, and really refine my photography skills. Um, it's been nice to have time to do that. Um, and then picking up the guitar again has been something else for me, or in this case, I have a, a ukulele that's strung like a guitar. So it's a gitalele, um, bought one mm. of those and have been really crafting my skills again on guitar in a way that I haven't really been able to since probably college. Um, you know, it's been nice to reconnect with, with, uh, hobbies of mine versus potentially learning new ones. My wife's been doing a lot of baking. She has a sourdough starter. She's been knitting. She's taken on some of the new stuff. <laughs> nice. I'm just like getting in on the ones that I haven't been giving enough attention in the last several years. And we're just being those. a hippie. I'm being a hippie. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. And it's fun seeing the kids get excited about it too. Like Carly has one of our old iPhone iPhones and she'll take it with us on when we go on walks and things like that and take pictures and she'll take pictures of us and stuff. And, and she has a little ukulele that she like plays while I play the guitar. And nice. I've been teaching her a couple chords and stuff. Um, so seeing that um, coming through as an excitement from her in particular, and Alex just has fun, but he's three. Uh, it's <laughs> nice to see them get engaged with stuff that's exciting to me too. You know that I play ukulele, right? I don't think I knew that. I don't think oh, I knew that. Sorry, I knew I that. that. I think I casually knew that that was a thing, but I don't think I've ever seen you play. Um, that would be fun. You should. I would actually bring it out. stream idea. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. I would bring you it out. You... My ukulele is actually at, well. It's my dad's, but I did used to teach, so I do know cool. a thing or two about it. Yeah. I just assumed every Hawaiian ukulele. I know. I was like, I'm I kidding. Didn't want to I'm kidding. But, you know. <laughs> there is a uh, song by the Kyle Crater Boys called Surf that pretty much every local person knows how to play on the ukulele because it's four chords. C, A Gosh. minor, F, and G7. We need that says the recorder here. I love here. it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Just saying. That's a great idea. Um, that's you awesome. can't play the ukulele with your nose, though, Clint. <laughs> that's a thought. flute not a recorder Come you on can now. still play the recorder with your nose i've done it <laughs> yeah i'm impressed i want to see Clint try to play the ukulele with his nose i would be very impressed if he was that's another ukulele. stream idea there you go. i think yeah, about how you'd have to hold it to do that nose, yeah. <laughs> i can see the like... news report now colorado man ends up in er with guitar 
<laughs> string to yeah. nose. By the way, when I called Mega Hippie, that's because she went to CU. I went to CSU. Where yep. our colleges are are rivals, so that's the only reason I said yes. that. Otherwise, yep. I don't mean it at all. Older's the hippie tag. Hashtag bad it. blood. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, anyway, back to back to the panty. Um, the panini. The panini. Oh, panini. panini. The panini press. <laughs> yeah. Panini um, sounds good. What else do you guys hope to? Uh, either want to mention about something that you know you've learned or want to make sure still stays in place or anything in the future that is a result of the pandemic worth mentioning mm. sorry banner's going crazy well i'm listening <laughs> i mean I, he's making some good points <laughs> i mean for me a lot of it's just slowing down right like this has just forced all of us to slow down whether we wanted to or not Mm -hmm. um and it's given me i think a better sense of like what's important to me and what is not and some of the stuff that i used to think was important to me to get done or to achieve or, or whatever else and realizing a lot of that doesn't have any bearing on what's actually important to me like when i think about what my future looks like um so things like playing guitar things like photography you know getting away from um Try, you know, the way that I used to think about work and what I wanted to achieve, like in my career and things like that. I think spending as much time as I have with the family and spending as much time as I have sort of in an environment where that you're forced to put that first uh, has been really good for me. I, I would say I've always been relatively good at that in comparison to some of my peers, but it's just mm. really solidified for me how important it is to give the time and attention to things that drive you and give you energy and create your passion versus things that pay the bills and that you may have to do, you know, in your life for work. Yep. Important to take yeah. time out. And I'm the classic person for this, but I do make a valiant effort to do it more. So than even like last year, separate work from personal, even though I do a lot of it in this exact same desk here. Unfortunately, like I was saying earlier off the podcast, it's been a trying week for being are trying week and even weekend because it's the start of the month and just work's been breathing down my neck having to work also on the weekend but i also make a lot of time for personal stuff whereas i i used to have trouble with that before i met my wife i would just work 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 so meeting her was the single greatest blessing in my life because it Aww. gave me balance where i didn't have it before yeah i think you that's know? a great those are yeah. great points yeah i think that's one thing that yeah, especially working from home that's been tough is just um, realizing that I need to take a break during the day, whereas I need to get up from my desk and actually not be like, oh, I'm taking a break by going to YouTube and watching something fun or like, you know, like, or, you know, looking for something to buy on Amazon. Like that, like that's not a break, right? That's like, I'm just not doing work while I'm still sitting at my workstation. Mm -hmm. um, so I think like it's been important for me to just like get up and do some exercise or just like go for a walk or do something that's like away from my desk, uh, which took a long time for me to realize because it's like, you know, playing games my whole life, basically it's just been sitting at my desk my whole life anyway. So it's basically <laughs> been training, training for this living, staying at home for forever. So um, it's, it's been nice though to, to find some balance. And um, I know for myself with my work, it's, it's, really good because they've already committed to a hybrid working from home system. Oh, nice. Um, so we don't know the details yet, but I'm pretty sure it'll be um, a minimum of like probably a minimum of three days in the office a week mm -hmm. um, is what they probably want, which I think that's more than fair. I don't, I don't think like, but they basically said it won't be, uh, they're not asking anyone to be full-time if they don't want to be. 
um, in the office. So, yeah. So it's that's nice. Awesome. I'm um, working for a great company right now. And I think that's uh, it's, it's made everything a lot easier uh, with the transition to working from home. So, yeah, I, I get the feeling that's the way my company is going to go as well. I work for a company that has like a hundred thousand people across the world. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of complexity to figuring out what that's going to look like. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't foresee a situation where like folks in marketing or things like, you know, like, which is my role would be back in the office five days a week. I, I suspect that they're going to find a way to make the space more efficient and maybe have us in two to three days a week, depending on our teams and our roles mm -hmm. um, and then have, have flexibility beyond that. And I think that'll be really nice. I'm totally jealous because I don't think so. I, I'm a little worried my company's not going to learn from this. I think that's one reason I'm really pushing yeah. it. Um, my company is headquartered in Boston and there's this whole Northeastern attitude that, you know, you got to come in early, you got to stay late, you got to yeah. work hard, you always got to be in the office. And I'm like, ah, that is definitely not the attitude here in Colorado. <laughs> um, and it's not like I'm not getting my work done or the people don't get their work done. It's that, that, that's, a, you know, that why, why we already in America, and this is a whole different debate, but in America, we really work our asses off it compared to so many other places. Maggie yep. posted an excellent uh, meme Just of that today. today. Just uh, today. Yes, about it. I, I'm trying to quote it. It says, you know, you email somebody in Europe, I'm on vacation for the summer, reach out to me back in September. And then the American is, hey, I'm out of the office for two off two hours getting my kidneys removed, but you can always reach <laughs> me on my that. cell phone. Yeah. Yes, yeah. literally that was that, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's how it is. And I'm like, you got to learn from this. You know, everybody does. And I mean, regardless of how you come out of this, something's changed, you know, I mean, yeah. you're older regardless, yeah. but there's so much that has changed. And in you, something has to have changed. I don't know what that is, but you've had to have some kind of change in perspective. And I'm hoping, you know, we can all adjust to that professionally, personally, and beyond. Yeah. Well, and it's about what sticks, right? I think right. that's what you're saying. Like, we can't just go back to what we were doing before because no. I don't think it was working in a lot of ways that have become right. apparent no. um, <laughs> because we've been forced to see them. Um, right. So I it would be a disappointment if we somehow just shifted back to where we were before, given uh, that we've had this social experiment that's been going on. And for it pointed out year. efficiencies where yeah. you can have costs, you know, looking at it from like a corporate business perspective, which is what, you know, several of us work from. You have cost savings because you can decrease your real estate footprint that in uh -huh. turn will decrease your power usage, all uh -huh. these different types of things. Like for where I work, uh, we own the building. But in turn, now we can turn off the lights on X floors. Uh, if we don't have use of the floors, we can actually offset things by renting that floor out yep. to another business. Mm -hmm. Further, you know, diversifying your portfolio. Yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. And, yeah, and huge shout, out, bonds, huge shout out to those that actually have to work in the office all the time, like yeah. Joey or anybody yeah. who, you know, works in the retail or food industries. We do appreciate your hard work. And I hope um, those also see some kind of adjustment to benefit you and to benefit everybody in the long run. Yeah, no. I probably have a little bit more of a cynical outlook just on, yeah. on the whole situation because my work situation did not change. And to be honest with you, I seeing that one class being taught virtually, I, I can tell you from from just personal experience that it is not something that I want to see change. Um, I know kids already had the option to do virtual school as opposed to in-person school before sure. it started. Um, it's not something that I think is going to be a big wholesale change. Like no, I don't think we'll have the same numbers next year. Uh, and then as far as like, like societal changes, like, I, like I told y'all, it just didn't right. happen around here. Like, you yeah. know, there yeah. are certain people that are doing what they're supposed to do. I've been doing what I'm supposed to do. Thank you. Um, but yes, as, thank you, far as, yes. as far as it changing, um, I just don't see anything here 
being like I've lost a lot of respect for for certain people uh, in my life because of their stance on the mask situation and on the vaccine situation and on the, the club in general and, <laughs> yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's very difficult going into your workplace every day and not only having to deal with it from the kids who get their information, you know, second, third, fourth hand from their parents who get it right. from some other kind of misinformation source, you know, but then having to deal with it from you know, other adults who you expect to, to be better examples, and yet they're spouting some of the same misinformation and not following the guidelines and not enforcing the guidelines that the kids are supposed to be following. It's a, it's a very frustrating situation to be a part of. So if anything, I just wanted to end so I can stop being frustrated on it. And Nate knows this because I, I vent to Nate every now and then about yeah. just how messed up my situation is and how I'm going to be glad to be quote unquote, back to normal. But like I said, the, the, my whole feelings for my work and a lot of the people there have changed permanently because of this situation. So well, it's going to be interesting moving forward to see how this plays out once right. things are quote unquote, back to normal. Well, I hope there's some some change. And I don't even say it has to be dramatic, but I hope there's just some improvement because of the situation, whatever that is, Joey. And I mean, hell, to be honest, it might be the fact that um, you have different perspectives of people, I, as I do too. I, I know where you're coming from with that. So um, I hope that changes. One thing I think will change, and Meg, this is going to be bad news for our kids. There won't be snow days anymore. <laughs> just going to go virtual <laughs> for those days. <laughs> I think so. Now, now I was surprised because DPS, Denver Public Schools, did have a snow day uh, in yeah. March, I think. And I was like, what? Like, really? You guys yeah. have all computers now? And you, okay. I mean, I'm not complaining, but, you know, and Joey, I know we played, unfortunately, where you are, and Nate, or, or excuse me, uh, Ryan, where you are, don't have snow days, at least not the same way we, we did. do here. We did this year. <laughs> That's yeah, what you did, but it was like an inch of snow or something. But I was going to say, if there's any snow, you need a right. snow day, yeah. though. We had like two or three days off, and then we had that whole week during what they referred to as the ice apocalypse. Yes. Crazy. But I see that. I mean, that's that's one of the negative, I guess, for some kids is seeing the snow days maybe not as frequent or going away. I wish we had rain days out here because, like, in all seriousness, it does rain really bad out here sometimes. Oh, yeah. To the point where, like, in high school, I remember having to walk between halls. And I'm not a tall guy, obviously. I'm not like Joey. But you're not a free. No, I, I vividly remember, and I'm looking at my legs as I'm saying this here. I remember <laughs> my my pants being wet all the way to my knees because of how bad say, yeah. the rain was coming in, like almost sidewards. So you know, days like that, let us stay home. Honestly, yes. Well, it almost sounds like a liability issues with their buses. I, I'm not gonna get into that right now. I don't yeah. think, but I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah. I, was, I had something else to say and I can't remember what it was, but obviously it was greatly important. <laughs> Hugely important. Hugely obviously. important. Hugely yes, obviously. Important. I mean, one other thing for me, I'll just say, and I can, we can close it out after that, but um, I used to travel a lot for work also. So mm -hmm. I'm interested to see, because I used to run trade shows for uh, for mm -hmm. our food company and I would be at, you know, at least one or two shows a month, right? And traveling for those or traveling to customer meetings where we'd go into the customer's facility, like a Taco Bell or something like that, for instance, and show showcase our, our culinary, you know, options for innovation. Right. I'm interested to see how the world of travel changes for business and salespeople yes. and things like that moving forward. Because mm -hmm. we've learned a lot of ways we can be innovative and send in like a prepackaged kit and they can do all of the prep themselves. It's super simple. You can still have a virtual innovation session with your customers. You can do trade shows online uh, and send out sample kits and boxes like I think a lot of it will go back to normal, but I'm interested to see what some of the 
things that we've done differently this year, what might stick and what might just go back to normal. Mm-hmm. Well, cons. I mean, we didn't really talk cons, about it. Exactly. Cons. That's a whole yeah. variety yeah. of this. Exactly. Yeah. It's just another shade of this. So. Time will tell. I really hope so. I really hope that even if it's just a bit of progress in the other direction, in the, in the right direction, mm-hmm. that we do see something. Um, yeah, I think you guys are right. You nailed it. It's like this pandemic has exposed a lot of broken systems that we've, as people, has have made work because we truly didn't have a choice. You know, this was just what was told uh, to our parents, to them before them, and to us ourselves the last, like, however many years we've been working. And it's like, this works because we've been doing it this way. And, well, it, it doesn't have to work this way because yeah. we can make it work a much better way. We're, we're a society um, of band-aids. We just keep band-aiding everything. Right. This one has yeah. made you look and actually redo a few things. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, we need more you know, innovation, which there's been a lot of it over the last year. So let's keep it going. Right. Amen, brother. Absolutely. Yep. Agreed. Testify. <laughs> Um, thank you, Meg, for joining us today. Uh, yeah. It's been a lot of fun chatting this with you. This is a heavier episode, you know? A little like bit, yeah. Griswold's, uh game that we played last time. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've, we've moved around. We've moved up in the world a little bit, let me tell you. No, it's great. Very we're elevated. older now. We're wiser. Very we're elevated. almost to 100, so, you know, we're, we're old now. I love it. It's been great. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so we definitely will have to have you back on, Meg, at some point because... You know, we could really, I think we could just talk about anything with you for an hour or two and it would just be like nothing. So we'll, we'll find another fun. topic to get you back on. Yeah, it's always fun. And I promise to have another unboxing coming soon. Yeah, um, yes. Maybe with the kiddos. I promise to keep, keep being the unofficial bo- unboxing, unballing, uncanning yeah. correspondent. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. It's a lot of fun. We do enjoy it. Except the um, word unballing. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I sandwiched it between two more acceptable. You words did. You, but... What about deballing? <laughs> I don't know because it's I don't know if that's a better process. <laughs> I think that's or worse. Not. I feel like that's worse. <laughs> no, because unballing like it says uh, I don't know. I, what, yeah, what, do you wanna, what do you want? What do you want to call it? Neutering? Castration? <laughs> oh, we're gonna get into that. Wow, I just want to call it opening. <laughs> we can do pocket pocket reveals. Is that better? See, yeah. There we go. <laughs> yes. Better. See, I feel better already. But again, I'm, I'm the literal yeah. one. When you talk about losing your balls, there. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We. Yeah. Well, that's that's the whole thing. Is the pun? You just took the pun part away and just made it very specific. <laughs> Straight to the point. Just directly to the point. Yes. yes. Uh, Amazing. Um, Meg, let us know where where can we find you on Twitter and Instagram and all that. Yeah. So on uh, Instagram, I'm Mountain Meg thirteen. Um, on Twitter, I'm still the very standard Meg Stalker, just because back when I got a Twitter account way long ago, people were still doing first and last names and not some of this fun stuff. Um, and the, you know, I uh, love sharing pictures, a lot more sort of artistic stuff on Instagram, and then I do a lot of fun like unboxings and uh, you know, funnier pictures and things like that over on Twitter. So it's fun to be in both spots. Awesome. And there's more. Where where else can people find you? Where, where, can people can people find find you where can people find you Thursday night at seven o'clock Pacific? Oh yeah, sure. I forget to plug myself. I, I'm a streamer <laughs> now. Uh, I don't have any of the background or setup or anything, but I do get to get online for an hour or so every week. Yeah. So on Thursday evenings um, at seven uh, Pacific, I always try to work with Pacific because I feel like that's what everybody uses. It is. You can yep. see us on the Geek, to- T- Geek Together stream on Twitch. We do uh, This Week in Funco. Um, and a few of us get together each week and talk through all the news of Funco for the week, um, including Loungefly. So we always have a good hour's worth of 
content to discuss. And then we'll talk about anything that might be relevant, uh, whether it was like WonderCon last week or uh, any other news that might have come up that we want to debate and discuss. And then we always pick a theme for uh, show and tell at the end as well. Uh, So last week we showed uh, WondrousCon exclusives. The week before, I think we did ECCC. Uh, Week before we did, you know, Giant or Jumbo Pops. We always find something fun to kind of allow us to showcase a few of our our items. So join us there. It's always fun. There's always a good uh, rousing chat group there too. So we always appreciate folks who show up uh, every week too. Twitch.tv slash Geek Together is where you can find that on Thursday nights. Thank you. I'm still not good at plugging myself. I just love to like put it out there, but it's it's good. It's a good call to remind folks because so teams, uh, it's it's teams, really it's team sport. We'll work together on it. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Um, so yeah, uh, speaking of streaming, uh, you can find us streaming uh, on Fridays and Tuesdays. Tuesday night, Clint will be doing uh, some Nintendo. Is it? Mm-hmm. What are you doing this week? I think we're Smash Brothers this week. Smash Brothers, uh, that'll be 7 o'clock Pacific on Tuesday night, uh, twitch.tv, the underscore dorksman, uh, to join him for that. Uh, Friday nights, as usual, we always have our uh, dorksman game night, so uh, join us for that. We do Jackbox games at 7 p.m. I think it's Clint. Nope, it's Ryan's. It's me week. week. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, uh, join us for that. It's a good time. Uh, Ryan work dependent he's on yeah, uh, monday Thursdays, and saturday <laughs> <laughs> really Sorry, ryan. um but what are you gonna be up to this week ryan if you get time uh i mean warzone Zambies? season three started no it's it's been mostly warzone the hope i mean i i play off stream you know later in the evening but at that point there's pretty much nobody awake so i don't stream at that point and i don't want to wake my wife up because she goes to bed early but anyway so usually Monday, Thursday, Saturday is when I stream. Hopefully, you know, crossing my fingers, tomorrow's not going to be too crazy and I can get back on. And hopefully, if that's the case, we get some Warzone in with the guys. How about a ukulele uh, concert this week? <laughs> yes. I'd have to go get it from my parents' house. I know for sure I'm going to see that's them not next a no. Sunday. <laughs> that's not yeah, a I'm no. I'm not hearing a no. Yeah, <laughs> one day soon. One Oddly day enough, soon you know, through all the pandemic thing, my dad never used to pick it up, but he's mm. found himself coming along every once in a while so i don't know if he's gonna let me take no. that sounds like an episode 100 thing i think you can probably get it for one one weekend you think you that. can do a challenge the dorksman with it? just to throw it in there challenge what? dorksman and nate or ryan plays a song what do you want me to play crazy train <laughs> oh, i was gonna say big pimpin but that works too <laughs> whatever you can even if it's like even the song it. that you mentioned that everybody yeah. knows i'm not there. i'm not biting a bat okay that's where this whole thing started <laughs> I, 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 yeah, please. None of that. None of that. Please, no <laughs> sequel while we're still living the uh, the current right pandemic. No sequel yet. Especially, please. we don't want that blamed on the Dorksman. This one guy on the Dorksman stream bit a bat and shit went to hell. Asian Tony Stark, not Asian Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that now, though. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I still. <laughs> please, no, no. No, no, Sharon. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, thank you everyone for joining us this week. Um, thank you again, Meg. It's been a lot of fun. We really enjoy having you hang out. So Absolutely. Uh, again, thank we'll you. do it again for sure. Hey guys, make cool. sure you guys follow on cross the streams, Follow us there to put, get all your dorksman needs, including all our social media email. Uh, our swag is located there. Leave us a voicemail, leave us a review. Just go there. Just do it. Just go there. Yeah, just don't hesitate. Nice and easy. It's all in one spot. All in one spot. All in one spot. Nice and easy. All right. And with that, that's my secret. I'm always angry. The mask goes over the nose.
<laughs> Word, homies. I'm still not biting the bat. Rainbows and sunshine. Cross the streams. Thanks for listening to the Four Dorksmen on the Cross the Streams Media Network.